Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. I am so excited to be joined in this episode by a beautiful and wonderful sister doing great work, Sister Colette Muhammad. Welcome. Welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Wa alaikum salam, sister. I am excited and I'm eager for what you're going to share with the audience. You know, it's necessary, it's essential. And I've been watching you and the work that you've been doing for a while. I've been seeing you on social media and what you're going to share with the audience today about food and food preparation food preservation specifically is so important. And it really reminds me of being a little girl watching my own grandmother in the kitchen, preserving and canning food. And so I'm, I'm excited. But before we get into that part, let's tell the audience a bit about your background. Okay, so what I typically like to share with people is how I got into canning. Okay, so I am a registered member of the Nation of Islam. And the sisters in the nation are referred to as MGT. And that stands for Muslim Girls in Training. And so in our class, we have seven units and we have, those units are how to keep house, how to rear our children, how to take care of our husbands, sew, cook, and in general, how to act at home and abroad. And so I would say probably around 2017 or so, we were in our cooking curriculum. And so the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the head of our sisters class. And at that time, while we were in that curriculum, he gave instructions for us to learn the skill of canning. And uh, yes, and then um, as for me, um, I had not canned before, okay? So I had always wanted to can, and you know, I would see some of the seasoned sisters that I already knew how to can, or some of our older sisters, or not even older, just people who know how to do it. And so it always fascinated me. Um, but I had always thought that that ship had kind of failed, uh, passed me by. And so when that came up, I was so, so, so excited about it. And so that is basically how I initially got into the canning. Um, what was I going to say? So we started that, like I said, I want to say about 2018. And it was a very rigorous class. Uh, very extensive, Okay. Um, we really got into uh, learning food spoilage versus food preservation. Uh, we learned about, you know, the types of food um, as far as where they fall on the acidity chart. Um, you know, what type of food spoilage happens to what type of food. So you have things like yeast and mold that develop on high acid foods. And you have things like bacteria that develop on your low acid food items. And so, yeah, that was uh, very intense. And we had to really pass. Um, it was, uh, we got tested on everything that we were taught. So we had uh, health food safety. We had kitchen safety that we had to pass. Um, they, they wanted to make sure that, you know, no one was going to injure themselves and really knew their way around the kitchen. Uh, so we had to learn stove safety. Uh, we had to learn how to, I think we even had to learn um, how to use, you know, your, um, what is it, the fire hydrant thing, in case there was a fire, we had to learn about that. Um, so it was very intense. And so after we, you know, learned that skill, then the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan took it a step further. And to even pass, we had to produce a certain amount of jars to move on to the next part of that class. So I believe it was like 30 jars of a food item we had to produce um, in the water bath canning. And then after we produced that, then we were able to move on into the pressure canning. So that is uh, the background on how I actually even got into it. So I was not someone that's been canning for 10 plus years or anything like that. It's, it's pretty new to me. 
That's incredible. So, you know, as you're talking about food safety, um, the acidity, I, I think that most people don't consider that there is such a thing as food science, like for example, baking is chemistry. And so I think we don't talk about that in our general culture. Most of us don't understand the field. Yes, so yes. I'm excited for to hear you talk about um, all of that, plus kitchen safety. You know, some of us just haven't learned, you know, the properly proper handling of devices, you know, yes. how to um, make sure we have safety equipment in our kitchen, like fire extinguishers and all of that. So um, I, I, I'm interested in, hearing and learning how it is that you are um, doing what you're doing and, you know, what's inspiring you, what's motivating you to share this. And, and, and I guess just backing up, being a member of the MGT class, I am too, and I'm so grateful. Yes. You know, I've learned so much in that class that I'm able to share with other sisters. Um, it just, it's, it's just an incredible, incredible class to be a part of. Yes, the, the units are invaluable. They are invaluable. And, you know, we're taught that, you know, we're being um, prepared for positions awaiting us, you know? And so you if you just be obedient to your units, you know, a lot will just reveal mm, right. what those things will be one way or another. We all have something. Yes, you're so right. So, um, you know, I just want to take a step back. You know, each of us, those of us in the MGT and GCC class, you know, our Saturday mornings are locked down. There's nothing that's happening except for our class. And it's just really, in general, a, a part of the culture of the Nation of Islam. You know, I came when I was 18 years old, right out of high school, attending the classes. And one thing that it reminded me of was home economics. You know, what I learned in yes. high school, um, mm -hmm. what I learned in being raised and watching my grandmother in the kitchen, watching my aunt sewing and all of that. You know, the class is so important for young black women. Yes. It's important that we have elder women who are a part of that class helps us to be successful at home and abroad. Um, and, and it really also shows us how we can earn income without leaving our home, which is our foundation. It's our base. And it is such an in, important key for our, in, our success yeah. in general. Right. And, and I find that many young women are missing that. It, there's something that I like to describe as the gap generation where we have women who are now in their forties, but they weren't raised by mothers to teach them those essential things about life, you know, things about dressing and our appearance, what we're doing in a home and in the kitchen. Yes. So, you know, a lot of this has not been passed down and somebody has to fill the gap. And I'm grateful that we have that beautiful class that is doing just that. Yes. Yes. It's all of that plus the sisterhood. So you can't beat Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yes. It's all of that wrapped in a sisterhood. So, and that's, and that's even, like you said, that's even a missing art. That is a missing mm. necessity, you know, in our community. Like you talked about with women, just that alone yeah. being a base. Right, right. Is key. Absolutely. You know, I, I, you know, just imagine those who are listening, walking into a room and every sister there just loves you to death. You know, right, um, right, when I came, came right. into the class, I was 18 and there were, you know, a lot of sisters there who were much older than me. And at 18, I didn't know much about life. But one thing I will know is that these women looked after me in a way that I know that my family, my aunts, my grandmother, my mother would be happy that I had a group of women that was nurturing me and still guiding me yeah. into womanhood, right. you know, um, and, and for anyone who's interested in the MGT and GCC class, GCC stands for General Civilization Class. I would encourage you to contact the Muhammad's Temple or Muhammad's Mosque in your area so that you can learn more about how you can uh, get to be a part of that class. And, you know, Sister Colette, quite honestly, we can do an entire episode of Nora Speaks just talking about how incredibly, incredibly invaluable that class is. It's really amazing. Absolutely. How invaluable. How invaluable it is. That is a fact. And, you know, we learned so much. There have been things in there that we have learned that people pay good money to learn. And yes. we are granted and blessed to have that class at our fingertips, you know? You know, right. we I think before, well, after that, we had a, a, a rigorous, intense sewing class where we would learn to mm -hmm. literally 
build and, you know, sew a garment from scratch, you know, pants and a garment, a hat and a headpiece that you can wear and be proud of that was made to excellence, you know? Mm. Excellent. That's right. <laughs> you couldn't even move on. It doesn't allow you to move on. Like, you know, they want only the best for us. So there was no, oh, let it slide. Oh, it's okay. You know, it'll be okay. I know my lieutenant. That's how my lieutenant, I don't know about any other cities, but my lieutenant, I'm sorry, sis. We're going to have to start that over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get the seam ripper. Get the seam ripper. Start over. <laughs> but people, it's invaluable. People are out there. What we have to offer is invaluable. And there are people that do pay good money for what we 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 offer, you know? So that's right. The value, you know, and for us to be able to get these things for free on a weekly basis, you know, that are right. cultivating and growing us and to benefit us, our family, and our community abroad, you know. So it's not just for us. When we say do for self, mm-hmm. it's for self, family, community. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and in general, helping us to become, you know, self-reliant, independent. So so let me just pause and share something with you, the listeners, that is. So I'm interviewing Sister Colette. She's in her kitchen with her apron on. And in the middle of our conversation, my sister stands up from the table and <laughs> and she opens her oven and takes out a cake because apparently her cake is done. I love this. I love this. You're in the kitchen. You were talking about canning. You know, this is real life. You know, this is not fake. This is not phony. You still have a whole entire, you know, life going on and you're baking. So I I just love that. I meant to tell you that in the beginning. I'm like, oh, no, I heard the oven maker sound like, oh, my God, I forgot I had a cake in the oven. Listen, this is real life. This is real life. I love it. It, (laughs) Hey, we're MGT all the time. It does not stop. (laughs) That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I love it. So, so we got the cake out of the oven. The cake is done. Wonderful. Um, Now, Sister Collette, just about the canning, you know, folks use the terms canning and they use the term jarring. They use them generally interchangeably. So for those who may be new, is there a difference? Can you explain that to us? Yes, it is. And so they really mean the same thing. Okay. So I will literally say canning and jarring in one sentence. Okay. They're interchangeable. They are synonymous. Um, You know, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, originally like what you talked about, our grandmothers and things like that jarred their food, right? And so that was the term, jarring your food. But then when we get into when, you know, big industries got involved, what did they do? They started to can the food, mm-hmm. okay, at a, you know, right. lower value. So then we start using that word canning. So, you know, they're inter- interchangeable. So that's all. They mean the same exact thing. A lot of people, that, that's usually the first question I get when people are first interested Okay. So canning, jarring, that's food preservation, right? So let's start at the beginning. Um, Why is it important that we preserve our food in this way? Okay. So in this way, we're talking about a method that we can use to get our food to last us for an extended period of time. Okay, because, you know, sometimes we would love to buy things in bulk. Maybe we're at the grocery store or something's on sale, 50 cents a pound. And it's just like, well, what would I do with all these oranges? What would I do with all these tomatoes? Or maybe we're at the local farmer's market and they've got what have you on sale, green beans, you know, 10 cents a pound, you know. And so what happens is this method allows you to preserve your food for an extended period of time. Okay. Okay, and so when I say extended, we're talking about a minimum of one year, maybe even perhaps longer. But we know Mm. that we can get to a good solid year if it's properly preserved. Okay, Mm -hmm. and what's happening? What's happening when we when we use our canning methods? And there are two methods. What we're doing is we're placing our food in a jar, and it's in an environment. (coughs) Excuse me, that heats up to a certain um, temperature mm-hmm. that kills off the bacteria. Okay. So there's two different methods of uh, canning and jarring. Explain the difference between the two. And is, is, is one better than the other? 
So there's two methods. <clears throat> we have the water bath method. And for if you were able to see me, you would be able to see this big water bath canner. Big, huge pot, basically, is what it is. And then we have the pressure canner, okay? That's also typically a really big um, pot, but it has a mechanism that allows food to be sealed, okay? So now the difference is, depending on what the food item is that you're going to be preserving. So we have two um, types of food. We have food that falls on our pH acidity chart um, that are high acid foods, and then we have low acid foods. I kind of mentioned that earlier. So a high acid food would typically be things like your fruits, your high citrus foods, um, jellies, sometimes tomatoes, sauces, things like that. If you think about your fruits, you can think like a lemon, they have high acid, okay? Um, so when those items are, are starting to spoil, they typically develop molds and yeast, okay? So we can usually, well, not usually, the proper way of killing off that mold and yeast is to water bath because that allows the temperature inside this big pot to get up to 212 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is a safe temperature to kill off those molds and those microorganisms that would be unsafe for you, okay? So the pressure canning method would be typically for foods that are low acid. Those are things like your vegetables, green beans, potatoes, even meats. So if you start, if you think about a carrot, you know, it's not very acidic, you know, it's, it's kind of a low, you know, you think of a bean soup, you know, low acidity. Okay, so that's uh, prone to bacteria. So we've got to get the heat up to 240 degrees. And this method is the only method that will allow that to happen. So you could never try to, you could never, um, preserve your food using the jarring method in a low in a uh, water bath canner. If you were to try it, like it would take you probably 24 hours, <laughs> you know, for something that would typically take maybe two hours in a pressure canner. And even then it's just, it's just not recommended, okay? Because you just cannot get the heat up to where it needs to be at a safe temperature to kill off the bacteria that develops on low acid foods. So though that is the reason for the difference. Okay. Well, for for someone who would say, why would I go through all of that when I can just buy my food at the supermarket already in cans and jars? What is the benefit here? Many, many reasons why. That is a perfect question. Okay. So let's, here's a few. Um, financial savings. Okay. So you know how I mentioned earlier about you know, things to sometimes go on sale, green beans are 10 cents a pound. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're 10 cents a pound. What would I do with it? So things like that, that's, mm -hmm. that's a benefit of canning. You're able to take advantage of, you know, getting your food on sale, getting it in bulk. Um, you're able to prepare your food in a healthy manner. You can know exactly what's in your jars, okay? That is a big one right there. You know exactly what's in it. You know, you buy... Um, tomato sauce and you look on the back of it and you got to look for the word tomato. So right, it's right, like, <laughs> right. That's right. I mean? and, and typically that's how most things are. It's like you have to, you might find it somewhere in the middle. Right. It, it's like, it's like you got to be a chemist to understand. Exactly. But so here is a jar of bean soup. I can pretty much see all the ingredients that are in there. Right. So, well, yeah, this is a podcast, but so that's how it is. You can see through these, through these jars. Mm -hmm. So they're not like a can that has a picture of what, what is supposed to be in there. And then when you open the can, there's nothing like the picture. Right, so, right, right. You can't fool anybody with the jars, okay? Um, convenience, okay? So you have good, fresh, wholesome food available. Right. So it's kind of like, fast food at your fingertips in your home that you can store, that you can eat, not only in emergency, but that is another benefit. Um, but say you're having a long day. Someone like me, I've been tapping into my stash way too much. But, you know, we have long days. You know, maybe we're homeschooling. Maybe we were out most of the day. And so it's an easy way to be able to just kind of reach uh, into your storage and pull out some green beans, some bean soup, you know, some potatoes or whatever right. you already have jarred up. Right. And another benefit to that is, you know, it's already prepared. It's actually already cooked. Right. So what the process of preserving food, this with these methods, is it also cooks the food for you. So it's cooking the food, processing it, 
and killing off anything that could harm you. Okay, and so when we talk about another benefit, which is very big, and this is um, another thing um, I was going to touch on, uh, you know, Minister Farrakhan has been driving this, uh, driving this into the sisters week after week after week to can and continue to can and to continue to can until you can't anymore. Okay, um, because and he has been he prepared us for this, like I said, back in 2016, 2017. Okay, so we have a divine leader in our midst, okay, that is helping us, preparing us for what is down the road, okay? We can look around us and we see what we're in, right. okay? And so uh, the benefit is that, you know, we have, he's telling us not only to learn this skill, but he's also telling us to store up a minimum of three months worth of food in our homes, mm. okay? So that is what the divine instruction has been from Minister Farrakhan for quite a while now, yeah. okay? And so it's preparing us for what we're in today. Right. So that's a big benefit, you know? Right, so you're, like, you're, you know, talk, talking specifically, we're in this pandemic, there's an economic downturn in this country, and this is great advice, and this is something that we've been talking about in the Nation of Islam for decades, you know, in, in discussing having a survival kit, and part of that, is storing and jarring our food. And so, you know, how many times have we heard a financial advisor talk about, you know, three, six to eight months, nine months worth of savings in case of an emergency, you know, make sure that you have or we have those emergency funds right. available, right? right? But we don't hear many folks talking about storing food and being prepared. And even at times when we see these weather alerts that are coming, you know, everybody yes, runs out, yes. they're buying out the store shelves, you know, if there's a potential hint of a national weather emergency, we can't find any things in, in the store. But if we already have it stored in our homes, like you're describing, then we don't have to deal with insecurity. And that's what we see in so many families and so many households, this insecurity. And when people are insecure, they become dangerous exactly can i say something you you touched on something about you know how people are you know usually we're taught you know have a say the savings financial savings um so for anyone that's listening if you go to my instagram page it's at sister colette um i have a clip on there um from something that i seen a couple weeks ago on the today show so for any of us that are familiar with her name is Susie orman She's like a financial counselor. Yeah. And, you know, she comes on shows mm -hmm. and platforms and she's very well known. And usually that's her main thing. You know, we got to save. We got to save for a rainy day. We need to invest. That's right. We need to, save. We need to invest. We need to that's save. Right. We need to invest. That is, that's her thing. That's who she is. Right. So she was on <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and the question was asked to her, you know, uh, there's talk about this $600 stimulus check coming. You know, what kind of advice would you give to people? And so she says, well, you know, and I'm just paraphrasing, this is going to kind of sound crazy to you, but if you are one of those people who really doesn't have much saved up and you're kind of going through hard times or whatever, whatever, you need to take that money and go get canned food. And I'm not playing. Wow. And that's just how she said it. And I'm not playing. <laughs> right. And I looked and I right. was like, did she just say canned food? Look at that. And then she went in further to explain, That's because right. if you can't hardly pay a bill, then clearly food is an issue mm -hmm. or it's going to be an issue. Okay. Right. And so I see that and I said, now right. look at this, look at this, you know, they're just catching up like always, but we have already been given this divine information. And, you know, I'm, you know, when I present that information, it's not me trying to say, Hey, they agree with us. It's not that. It's just for me to show they're just catching up, you know, and that we've already been given this instruction. That's right. That's right. And to prepare for this. OK. And so there, Susie, come lately. Teach. However, we've already been <laughs> given divine uh, guidance, OK, from our leader, the Honorable right. Mr. Louis Farrakhan. So I like how you mentioned that. Well, you know, don't forget, Sister Colette, some of our folks need it in black and white. <laughs> They do. Right. So sometimes we need to hear what other people have to say. We'll hear what the mainstream has to say. And then if we hear the mainstream, you know, we'll say, oh, OK, well, well, we'll do what Minister Farrakhan says. Right. You know how our people can be. Exactly. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, um, you know, we used to pick peaches and my grandmother used to preserve peaches and we would have peaches, you know, all year round. Right. Um, but you know, summertime was time for peaches. And I'm wondering, do you think that there are ideal times for uh, canning specific foods? You, you talked about the farmer's market and, you know, being able to get string beans for 10 cents a pound, you know, just grab them and can them so that you'll have them for, you know, the seasons to come. So do you think about when you're teaching these classes or canning for yourself, do you think about making sure you're grabbing things that are in season now so that you can have them during the off season? So, yeah. So what I do, you're the, you know, I do, I, I, I'm a big farmer's market type of person. Um, I love the farmer's market because you just get great deals. Um, so the thing is, if you are a person that does visit the farmer's market, they, mm-hmm. they're going to, what they have is what's in season. Okay. So you don't really have to do too much guesswork. So what is there is your key of what I need to be using and, and, mm-hmm. and preserving. Okay. So if you don't see it at the farmer's market, then it's not in season where you live. Okay. So you could go to your grocery store and you may be able to get strawberries because they're shipping them from wherever or they're rapidly growing them by some other means that's other than natural. So um, that's why I really love the farmer's market because you're really getting things that are properly in season. That's your time to go ahead and start preserving whatever is available. And that's another benefit because then you're able to eat out of season foods throughout the year. Yes. Okay, so that's a great benefit of of um, of preserving food as well. Right. So I'm in Jersey and I haven't had a uh, Jersey a tomato better than a Jersey tomato or a peach better than a, a Jersey peach. Um, you know, Georgians may say otherwise. Um, but, you know, the things that we get, the produce anyway, that we get from the supermarket is such an inferior quality, like you said, than the than the produce that we get from the farmer's market. Right. And another benefit of the farmer's market is that we're supporting our local economy. Exactly. Which is a big thing. You know, we got to try, we have to support our, our, um, our local farmers, you know, because they're growing our food, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm not a farmer. I don't, I don't have a garden that's, you know, on my to-do list. Um, so I really depend on them and I respect what they do, you know? Right. So if someone is, you know, they're really interested, they're listening to this conversation, they're very interested and they don't have the equipment and they say, you know, I really want to get started. I like this idea of canning. I don't know where to start. How do you advise somebody to get going with this? Okay. So uh, everybody's finances are different, but what I will say is the, the great thing about getting started is um, these things last almost forever. Okay, so you're going to want to start investing in your canners, either your water bath canner or your pressure canner. You could start with your water bath canner, especially if you're new, because it's a little bit easier skill to learn. It usually runs when it's a regular price. You might be able to get one for about $35. The pressure canners, they fluctuate with price a bit. Um, and then we could talk a little bit later about um, the scarcity of canning supplies. Um, but these can run maybe 125, almost up to 200. They should be about 125, no more than 150. But we are in an epidemic and the prices have been crazy. Um, so you're going to definitely invest in your, your pots, your canning pots. Um, you're also going to invest in what's called your canning utensils. So typically the canning utensils can be purchased as a set and they will come with a few items, maybe about five items. You're gonna need a funnel, you're gonna need a jar lifter, you're gonna need a headspace ruler, you're gonna need a lid lifter. Um, And these items are very sturdy. Once you buy them, you have them. Um, Typically, if it's at the regular price, you could probably get one. They run from about $17 to $25, okay? Um, and once you have it, you have it. And then last, you will be needing to invest in your jars, okay? So our jars um, come in different um, sizes. Uh, we have like half, half pints, pints, we have quart sizes. That would depend on what it is you're jarring. 
So, you know, if you have maybe a, a household of quite a few people, you probably wouldn't want to do a whole bunch of, you know, pint-sized bean soups. You might want to go ahead and do some, some uh, quart-sized bean soup, depending on what you're doing. Then again, if you're making strawberry jelly, you probably wouldn't want to do a quart size of strawberry jelly. You probably want to do some little pints or maybe a half pints even, you know? So that's really the only um, difference between the jars. So you're going to invest in your canner. You're going to invest in your canning utensils, and then you're going to invest in your jars, okay? The jars typically come, like if you're buying um, the pint size, they usually come about 12 in a pack. When they are the regular price, they are usually between nine or twelve dollars. They have gotten up to that I've seen thirty nine ninety nine for pint size jars. Okay, and you're talking about the nine or twelve pack, that many jars. So if we're the pint size uh, jars come twelve in a pack. Okay, okay. usually between nine to twelve dollars. And like I said, I seen from my own eyes they got up to thirty nine ninety nine for a pack of twelve pint size jars. It was crazy. And then that was even still if you could find them. Um, so even right now, as we speak, we are back in a shortage again. So they are jars are where I'm at. I'm in New York State. They are very hard to find. Um, the uh, lids and bands that go to the jars are a bit difficult to find. Um, <clears throat> so that is it's a bit of a struggle. Um, but what has happened is, you know, I did a little research and you know, these people know what we're in. Yes. Um, so there are two different types of people. There are people that have already been jarring. They jar here. And so seeing what's happening, they have double, tripled up. So right. that's happening. Then you have other people that never jarred before and are seeing what's happening. And now they're trying to jar. So the industry is being hit from both ends. Mm -hmm. And so that is where this extreme shortage has come from. Okay. I, I thank you for sharing that. I, I would encourage listeners who are taking this in and they're encouraged, but, you know, having trouble finding the equipment or if the equipment is beyond your means at this time because yes. they're being overpriced, I would encourage you not to give up, you know, just keep mm -hmm. an eye out for things as you see them, collect them gradually, because like you described, you may pay $150 yes. for the pot, but it's an initial yes. investment. It's yes, something you can have forever. Yes, and, that, and I'm glad you said that that is what I do now. So um, typically I go out about once a week, do my little errands or um, grocery shopping, and I'm looking for jars. And if I can find a pack, I just pick it up whether I'm jarring that, jarring that day or week or whatever, just get it because that that's just what we're in right now. Um, so it's worth it um, to just buy the jars as you see them. If you're someone that already is jarring, continue to do that because I'm at that point now where I'm having a little bit of difficulty, but you know, I'm not going to let it discourage me because it will level off eventually. A lot of times what also happens is if we're in canning season, mm -hmm. um, so depending on where you live, right. there may be a big canning season going on. Right. So you got canning season, you got people that already can and they're tripling up, and then you got new canners. So it's mm -hmm. a lot going on there. Right. Okay. So in terms of your classes, and I I'll tell you, <laughs> I have watched your videos that you put online and you are such a teacher and you just seem to be uh, just naturally a teacher. And, and I've seen that you do homeschooling. So, you know, it, it just seems to come so natural. I do. I homeschool my grandchildren. Okay. And, and that's something mm -hmm. else we could talk about is um, how youthful you appear. But, you know, we know that, you know, eating well, thinking well, and doing well. You know, we just learn to take care of ourselves. And, you know, regarding you as a teacher, you have such a great spirit. You know, even even in this conversation, your energy and the spirit that you have and that you're sharing with the, this audience, you know, um, it's beautiful and, and and it's 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 warming and endearing. And uh, you know, I, I'm curious about how has this been going for you? Oh, sis, it's been a very I I've been I'm a baby in this, a baby in this. So real briefly, so how I got into it, um pandemic okay mm -hmm. um and just you know I was kind of going through a time where I was just like wow you know you know we always hear do for something right. that is just something as a believer that never goes away never and if you're and if you're not active if there's if you haven't satisfied that do for self whatever that is for you right. it never goes away right. it is constantly nagging you so I have been following uh, Brother Ben X, our great Brother Ben X. Yes. Above 
for a while. You know, every now and then he come through on my feed and I'm just like, oh, what are he up to? You know, he's, he's just, I love him, okay? Mm-hmm. So I noticed he started posting little things, little entrepreneurs things. He started doing more things with business and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, I was really kind of going through a time where I'm just like, wow, you know, what can I do for income? Like, you know, second income, something, you know, right. for self. Right. Um, but anyway, so eventually I, he has um, a, a, he has a lot of products, but he has a, a, something called digital real estate. And in particular, something called ABS Tribe. It stands for Assets Before Splurging. It's, to, it's basically a support group for entrepreneurs. So they give guidance, they do mentorship, um, they I mean, they, it is invaluable um, what that what that program offers, and we meet about mm, three times a week on okay. Zoom. Sometimes there's like a hundred of us on Zoom, but it's very interactive. The spirit is high. Nice. It is like a little bit of touch of heaven because <laughs> everyone on there is like minded. Mm-hmm. Everybody really wants for themselves what they want for their sister, vice versa. So I I joined that in maybe August, probably September. And not knowing, not having a product, not knowing what I wanted to do or what I could do, but just like, there's something there, you know? Mm. And so when I signed up, um, there was a sister that reached out to me and she just asked me a few questions. She was just like, um, so do you have a product or anything? I'm just like, no, I don't have a product or anything. And she was like, it's always oh, fine. It's fine. She was like, you know, I want you to think about like, what do you do? Like, what are some things that you do already right. naturally that you would do anyway, that you're doing anyway? And I remember saying to her, I said, well, I homeschool and I mean, I can, you know, I like to can, but, and I remember when I said it, I was almost kind of embarrassed to say it like, this is nothing, you know, but I'll say it because she asked the question. So I said it and that was that. And so never really touched on it anymore. And just, you know, signing in with brother Ben X and the the support groups. um, He's, he, he started teaching on, you know, when you're coming into business, you know, you have to come in and get your mind on the aspect of serving right. and impact and value. Right, right. And, you know, not so much on what can I sell somebody mm-hmm. or what kind of product can I come up with? I didn't get that at first. I was just like, what does that mean? You know, and just, you know, just continuing to be obedient and just, you know, listen to other people's testimonies on how that works. I started to give it a try. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, get an Instagram account. Never had an Instagram account until September. So I got an Instagram account and he was like, you know, you got to put things on there of value that, you know, give, give, just give, keep giving. And then it's going to figure out a way to come back to you. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, try this. So I opened up an account, posting just a couple things and then a few pictures of my grandchildren or, you know, I don't know, maybe a me can and something. Didn't think anything of it. So one day we were on a call. It was pretty late. And Brother Yon Khan, the Don was the speaker at that time. And he's, if you ever come, come across him, he's very passionate. He's very animated. Mm-hmm. He's very spirited, high spirit brother. Mm-hmm. And so he was asking those of us who have never done a live on uh, Instagram, why haven't you? And so when he got to me and I was just like, I don't know, like, what, what would I even say? So he was just like, well, I'm challenging when we get off this Zoom for you to do a live. Okay. Right. And, and it's gonna, and the title is gonna be why I haven't done it live. <laughs> so I was like, sure. So you know that happens a lot. We get challenged right, a lot in right. group. So the meeting was over, and I'm just like, oh wow. Now I happened to be canning all day. I was canning mm-hmm. as the meeting was going on. Mm-hmm. I had started canning like uh, about about ten o'clock that morning, and it was almost eleven when I got off the call. And it was steamy and I had been canning and canning. And so I had a little apron on and everything. And so I'm like, oh, let me figure out how to do a live. First time ever doing it. So I had the camera and I'm just like, okay, so my name is Sister Colette and I'm in my kitchen. I've been canning all day. It is kind of hot and I don't know what else to say. So that was kind of it, you know. Then I went ahead and posted it, you know, and I started getting, like, feedback from people kind of just asking questions, like, oh, you know, I always wanted to learn how to can, or how did you do that, or oh, you you should teach canning, and I was like, teach canning, I mean, I don't know about that, and so then I um, 
took a class with uh, one of our sisters, DJ Bake. She does a, a, a baking class and um, took her class. And they were asking me about it. They were, the people in the class were asking me about the candle. So what are you going to start that candle class? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of been thinking about it. And they're like, well, what are you waiting on? I'm like, really? You think I should do it? You know? Wow. So that is the history. I didn't mean to ramble, but that is like how it kind of started. So I just was like listening to Brother Ben, you know, as far as giving value, you know, serving, figure out something that people need, mm-hmm. something that um, can benefit people, something that could save a life, you know, um, something that you're doing already that you already know about. Um, before I knew it, people were inviting me on the different platforms to, to speak on their lives or their platforms. Mm. And I'm just like, what is happening? You know, so um, I started, I'm like, I maybe I need a, a flyer, you know, next thing I know, I'm like, maybe I need a website, you know, so that is kind of how it just started to develop. Just first being someone that is just giving some type of value, yes. you know, but being genuine and um, about it, you know, and really putting the urgency because I really want our people to know this. Like my goal is I want specifically, you know, our people in particular of Brown and black descent to um, dismiss the stigma that could be attached to canning. Right. Because I think a lot of times, sometimes I know I did, sometimes you think of canning, you know, when you look at um, the visuals, you know, you see people that don't look like us in this fabulous kitchen and mm. they've got, you know, everything, every gadget that right. you could think of and, Oh my God, today we're going to be canning. And you know, so you kind of think that that's something that other people do right. or something that my grandmother did, right, you know? Right. So I want to kind of dismiss that. I want to make it relatable. I want to get rid of anxiety and fear because I hear a lot of people um, are very hesitant. You know, they'll send me a little inbox, you know, I want to try it, but I'm so scared. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that I'm noticing is that <clears throat> the people have been taking my class one thing that they say when they when they come away is that, oh my God, you know, I feel so much better and I have so much more confidence, you know, since taking your class and that makes me feel wonderful, you know? So it feeds me energy, you know, and it's a win-win because I'm canning. So right. either way, I'm canning. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like, I can't, you know, I don't just talk about it. I literally do it. So, you know, I we talk about it. I go into, you know, the basics of canning, what canning is kind of like a little bit we did earlier. Um, then, you know, we get, we get right into a recipe. Mm. I walk them through the recipe. I do it with them. Then we walk through the whole process of canning, right? All the way to the end of taking it out and placing it on your counter and letting it sit. So I love it. I got into it and, you know, inshallah, I'm going to continue. Wonderful. Now, how long is the class and is it dependent on what you're canning? And 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 this really sounds more like a workshop than a class. Yeah, but what I'm noticing, um, so I do like a two two day workshop. So well, like for instance, it would be one Saturday and then you come back the next Saturday. Um, so what I'm noticing now is that, well, not now, what I'm noticing is that the first day typically takes three to four hours. Um and what that is, it's not so much that the food item takes so long, but, you know, I really want people to feel comfortable. So, you know, I really want us to get into relax mode. And then, you know, I really try to get into, because it's a crash course, really. So, you know, so I kind of, you know, really try to get into explaining the difference between the two. You know, I talk about, you know, food spoilers. So I really, I do give, you know, a little canning class, you know, mm-hmm. it's a workshop. Yeah, it's a workshop. Yeah, it's a workshop. Mm-hmm. So I, we, we get into that. And that part takes probably about 45 minutes. Then we get into the actual recipe. So that takes a little bit of time. Then we get into the actual processing of the jar. So it, it runs from three and a half to four hours for the first one. The second class, when I have them come back, is a little bit shorter. I do a recap. You know, I don't do everything all over, but, you know, just recap, you know, and then we get into whatever the, the recipe is. And then so that class might be two to three hours, maybe about two. Um, but I purposely, you know, I um, recommend the, the, the workshop for someone that's new or really, really needs a refresher because my goal is to I don't want it to just be a project, something that you just signed up for and just mm-hmm. did. I want to make you come back again so that you can really feel what it feels like to can each week or on a you know, I want them, I want them mm-hmm. to feel it, you know, like okay, we're back again, we're canning yes. again, you know. So that's kind of why I recommend 
the um the two day. Wonderful, wonderful. So I really, I really enjoyed your origin story. <laughs> you know, it, it it's wonderful. Plus, you know, the story is is incredible. Plus, the audience got business advice, and I I like that um, guidance that you got because there is something in our repertoire for most of us. There's something that we know, something we can do that other people need to know. And, you know, what you're doing and what you have to offer in terms of providing a service improves our communities, right? And and it helps others become more self-reliant. And we can take um, advantage of what we know to help our people. But this is not us, you know, being exploitative or using uh, the capitalistic system and replacing the current actors with us acting as exploiters of our people, or, you know, people who in general have need. And so you're giving services to someone for a fair price, right? And if they were going to a county college or the local high school, you know, it's something that they would pay for. But here we come out of the MGT and GCC class. We learn so much that's valuable and we're able to take it and earn income and um share it with our people so yes, you know and and it's exactly what you've done but you've done it with yeah. such energy and such love and such affirmation for th- for the people you know your students who are coming into your class and I just think that is so so wonderful beautiful yes man you know we were promised you know good homes luxury and all walks of life but what does that mean it's, it's just how you view it you know does it have to be a mansion it could be or does it just mean peace of mind, you know? So <laughs> That's right. And, you know, we, we see these phrases like do for self and it, it will be rhetoric if we don't take the words that we're actually saying and, 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 and give them life and do what we say that we should do and what others should do. And so here, you know, you have a skill, you have the ability to share with others. You're helping yourself. You're helping your kind. And this is doing for self, you know, some folks are doing it with a brick and mortar store with the brick and mortar overhead, you know, but it doesn't always have to be that way, you know, but we're still helping and supporting enriching the lives of, of our families and of those who are in our community. Yeah, that's my goal. I can't wait till I'm in a position to, um, you know, visit people's homes and really kind of hand, hold hands with them because some people are really nervous. You know, I was, I was nervous in the class with the person standing right next to me. So I, I, that's real, you know? So I don't want to dismiss that, that there's, there are some reservations people have about, about this. Right, it's it's right. foreign. It's not the norm anymore, you know? And so I can't wait to be able to do what you said, you know, where I can, you know, come to people's homes right. and maybe do parties, canning parties, you know, invite your friends, you know, we're canning jelly today, you know? So, yeah. And so, so, so the things that we, I normally, um, that we normally prepare, are, you know, fun foods like jellies and salsa, you know, we can't survive off jelly and, survive, and salsa. Um, but what I'm trying to do is just get people comfortable with the idea um, and comfortable with the skill, you know, and then from there, you know, we got to get into the real, but, you know, let's just get comfortable with this. Let's make something fun and enjoyable. So that's my goal right now. Yeah. You're giving, you know, you're giving people a start. So when they've completed your class, they're independent. And, you know, you're taking them through the steps and, and now they can go and, and they can share it with others and now be a student uh, to the, or to be a teacher to the next student. Yes, and, you know, it's I feel amazing because a lot of times they, they've gone out and they've sent me pictures of this, you know, new thing that they did. And they're so proud of it, you know, and I'm so proud of them. And it's just amazing to be able to have some type of mm. impact on another human, you know, so that's like invaluable. So when yes. I, when I when that happened to me for yes. the first time, that was when I knew like okay, I'm doing something, you know, like I'm in, making an impact. So all praise is due to Allah. Indeed, and you're doing something that is so so meaningful, man. Uh, this is wonderful. I really really enjoy this conversation, and I know you have a schedule coming um, up for February classes. So you know, give us some insight in that. Yeah, let me get my little note here. I couldn't. Yeah, so in February, if you go to my website, it is www.kitchensplendor.co. So Splendor is spelled S-P-L-E-N-D-O-R dot C-O. So if you visit my website, you will see that I've uploaded the classes for February. And so for February, we have, what I have now is 
I have Thursday classes and Saturday classes because I'm trying, because there are people that, you know, they're not available on the weekend or they're not available on the weekdays. So I have Thursdays, uh, February 4th and 11th. That's the workshop. It's a two-day workshop. And for that class, we'll be doing applesauce the first week. And then the second week, we'll be doing jelly. It'll probably be your choice of apple or grape jelly. Um, then on Saturday, that's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on the Saturday classes, that will be February 13th and 20th, the two-day workshop, at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And that will be making salsa on the first day and then strawberry jelly on the second day. So that's going to be really, really fun. Um, now, there is another option. Like, say you're somebody that does know how to can. And, you know, you just was like, wow, I never made strawberry jelly before. There is an option for you to take just the one class. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do put in the description that this class is recommended mm -hmm. for someone that has experience with water bath canning. So, you know, so I don't want anyone to just sign up and just say, I just want to make strawberry jelly. And because that first day of the workshop, like I said, I really do get into what canning is that, you know, it's really very introductory about, you know, what we're really doing here. So there is the option to take the one class. Um, the one class is $30. Um, the two day workshop is $50. So it's really um, kind of a bonus. And then while supplies last, you get a canning um, gift that I will send to you. And so it will typically either be, uh, sometimes I will send a canning book like a boss canning book to you. Uh, sometimes I will send um, like the stickers that go on the jars okay. so that you can date your jars. Um, so it just depends. Um, sometimes I'll ask ahead of time, like, do you happen to have this? You know, they don't know why I'm asking, but I'll ask the question. And if they say, they say no, then I'll just go ahead and order that for them and I'll get that sent out to them. So with that class, typically comes a gift um, and it includes both canning, both days. Nice. And, and it's very affordable. And, you know, yes. Sister Colette, I'll make sure that I have links to your website as well as your social media sites in to, uh, the show notes for today. But before we finish mm -hmm. up, talk to us about being a pescatarian for folks who are considering giving up meat. Right. Oh, and, I'm so glad. Yeah. Talk to yeah. us. Talk to us about that and the pescatarian lifestyle. Thank you for mentioning that. So, um, you know, and the, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, okay, has a book called How to Eat to Live. He has two books, volume one and volume two. And so in that book, he talks about uh, the fact that really no meat is good for us. Of course, us as Muslims, we don't eat pork. Um, but the messenger also, you know, is also letting us know that, you know, yeah, of course, we're not going to be eating the pork, but we really should not be eating any of those those meat items because they're just really not good for you. Um, to be honest, really the fish we should be getting away from. He's, he tells us that mm -hmm. vegetables are really best right. for us. Right. But, you know, he gives us, you know, we get the mercy of Allah, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, just eat, eat fish, you know, get rid of the other stuff. And so I read that book a lot, you know, and I read it at least twice a year. And because, you know, what happens is, you know, I have to check myself to see where I'm at. Because right, right. there's a lot, depending on where you were when you came in the nation, maybe, and if you were brought up in it, maybe you already have this diet, you know. But if you already had a diet of the world, you know, you need to remind yourself, and well, I do, and check myself, check my diet and see where is, am I, how far in line I am I in with what Allah revealed to us as the best way to eat. And so... I'll typically read it and see where I'm at. Okay, what do I need to improve on or things like that? And so, you know, it, it's been nagging me a little bit about getting rid of meat out of my diet. So I was just like, okay, let me give this. I know I can do it, but it's just, I need to be obedient. In this. So I was looking at the, the title of the book and it says from a lot in person, like what more do you want the title to say? He's telling you that this is how to eat to live. Do you want to live? Right. So <laughs> I was like, okay, so that was how I, that was, that's the foundation of where that comes from. Um, many people do it for different reasons. That was my foundation of how I got into it. And so um, in my, I have an ebook actually. And so on that same website, if you go there, I have an ebook um, where I share my personal strategy on how I became pescatarian in six months or less. And so, you know, um, just really quick, uh, what I did is I just, you know, over, there's two ways that you can do it. You can either just stop, just don't do it. Just stop eating meat. And people do do it. 
Some people do it, you know, and they're fine with that. Um, that's how I stopped eating pork. Um, actually, um, it was funny, you know, when I came in, I remember calling a sister, you know, because I'm like, oh man, we ain't supposed to eat pork no more, you know? And I remember like, okay, I got to wean myself off of this. And so I remember calling the sister at the time uh, and I was like, oh, I just wanted to ask, you know, how did you wean yourself off of eating pork? Wean, sister, <laughs> did you say wean? <laughs> wean yourself off of pork? Okay. She was my. She was the. Um, she was training me at the time. She also happened to be the minister's wife at the time. And so I remember her saying, oh so simply gosh. put, I just stopped because it's the truth. Yes. <laughs> and I was and, so simple. And it was just so. That was it. So simple. And I was like, oh, you just stop because it's the truth. <laughs> That's right. And so I just stopped because it's the truth, and I never went back again. So there is no, you know, do you want to wean yourself off a of poison? You know, right, so just stop right. the poison. So. Uh, and it's the same really with um, the pescatarian, you know, you can just stop if you would like, um, but you can also use what, what I call the embrace it method where you just mm. embrace it, you know, nice. you just, you know, um, remove one meat at a time each month, you know, depending on what that meat is, you chew, you still eat the way you've been eating. You just take away a meat at a time, you know. Um, another thing um, that I'd like to mention also is that, you know, we want to try to get into fasting as much as we can, mm, you know. Yes, yes. And so I don't get really too much into that in the book. But, you know, being a pescatarian, what I can say what it's done for me is that it has given me so much more energy mm. um, and clarity. You know, um, I can eat um, a, a, a huge plate of food and jump up and just continue my to-do list, you know, right. whereas before when you finish eating, it's over. Like, okay, I just ate dinner. That means it's done. Right. Let's get the, somebody going to clean the kitchen. Right. Nap time. Nothing else is getting done until tomorrow. You know, right, it's just right. the end of your day. You know, yeah. you just, you're over. But, you know, the vegetables give you life. And so mm. more vegetables on your plate, you're actually eating a living, something that was alive, you yes. know, that not too long ago. Meat, this, this meat that we're eating has been dead a long time ago we yeah. don't know how long that meat has been dead what what the process was by the time it got to the store by the time it got to your plate you know it has no flavor this is why we have to season it to death to give it some type of life to make it taste like something you know that you all of a sudden you eat chicken that wasn't seasoned too well you're like uh-uh this chicken needs right. some more seasoning right it doesn't taste like anything it right. has nothing no flavor right and so i started to realize that and what i realized is that vegetables have their own flavors yes. with or without seasoning. Like you can eat a green pepper, a onion, a strawberry, and it has its own divine flavor. Yes. Of course, sometimes we add, you know, sugars and things, but you don't have to. Right. So once I realize that, I'm like, we have been, <laughs> what are, you know, we've been lied to. Yes. Listen, we don't need to be eating this meat, you know? They make us think that the meat is the foundation and then add a couple vegetables to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, so you just switch that. And so, yeah, so anyone that's listening, you know, the book is very affordable. It's a seven dollar book. Um, at this time, um, all proceeds that come from that book are going to uh my fundraiser, which is our Savior's Day fundraiser. So Every time you um, make a purchase of that book, that money, all that money goes right to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his endeavors um, of keeping our nation up and running. Wonderful. I will definitely be downloading that book myself. And so, so this has been a wonderful and delightful, delightful interview. You are a delightful sister. You're a beautiful sister. You're doing a wonderful and great service to our people. And I pray that Allah God blesses you and blesses everything that you're doing. Yes, ma'am. May Allah continue to bless you and continue to make you successful as well, sister. We want what we want for each other. That's right, sister. That's right. I want for my sister what I want for myself. Yes, and I add a little something extra on the back of that because sometimes our people need to hear it, that I want for my sister what I want for myself, even if I don't have it yet. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I add that I add I that like on there that. because, you know, some of us, oh God, you know, this. need a little, you know, some of us, we, yeah. you know, we don't want her to have it till I got it first, you know, so I, I add that on there. Sister Colette, thank you so much for coming to the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Feast podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, 
If you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.